0: (laughs) Have you ever seen somebody and they're looking at you? You can see they have a question mark. They're trying to figure something out. They don't put a question mark sign in front of their face, but you can say, okay, yeah.
1: Welcome to Mind Matters with Dr. J.A. Jones. Dr. Jones is the head pastor of the Faith Community Church of God in Orange Park, Florida. Relationships, finances, our spiritual life, whatever it is, our problems start within, in our mind. Dr. Jones explores mental wellness through the application of God's Word in our lives. It's just what the doctor ordered. Let's join him now and dig into Mind Matters, because your mind matters to God.
0: Thank you for being with me today with Mind Matters. I'm excited that you came back. Last week, we addressed what's on your mind. And we want to continue that because one thing I've learned through talking to So many people, hundreds and hundreds of people over the years, counseling, uh, encouraging, preaching, teaching, uh, guiding people in the right direction. People are bombarded with so many thoughts. As we said last week that we think about an average of 50,000 thoughts a day. That's a lot of thoughts. I have never taken the time to count, but I do know that sometimes our mind can be just ticking 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 racing 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 and guess what we can get bit we can be distracted with those thoughts we can have thoughts that can distract us from some goals we want to achieve every day whatever that may be you may have a list a task and you may have something to do on your list every day and guess what sometimes you can get distracted by social media You can get distracted by your tablet, by your phone. You can get distracted by a phone call. And at the end of the day or three or four hours later, you look back and say, wow, how did that happen? How did I allow that to happen? Sometimes we are just distracted. So this is what's on your mind, part two. Believe me, you want to stay with me the whole uh, time. I won't be with you long. I remember when my wife would look at me we've been together 45 years been married 43 in January but I do remember when my life, my wife would look at me and guess what she would not say a word I would look at her she would look at me and I can see that she's trying to figure out what am I thinking as we both looked at each other for a minute or two You know, I would kind of get frustrated. I would ask her, is everything all right? And she just continued to look at me with a question mark. (laughs) Ever seen somebody and they're looking at you? You can see they have a question mark. They're trying to figure something out. They don't put a question mark sign in front of their face, but you can say, okay, yeah, they're thinking about something. And she would say, yes, I'm thinking about you, but I'm just wondering what are you thinking? Does anybody wonder what you're thinking? You have family members, you have friends, you have coworkers, you have people that just look at you and they just wonder, what are you thinking? Well, sometimes you may tell them and sometimes you may not. So when she said, I'm just wondering what you're thinking, because I can see your mind just going that's how she would say it (laughs) I can see your mind just going now I don't know if that's truthful or not she couldn't see my mind because the mind is the activity of the brain and the body is the instrument of the mind so I guess she saw what I was thinking through my body my expressions my facial expressions my eyes maybe my hands or how still I was or just seeing that I was so concentrating on something till I wasn't moving much. I know she couldn't see my mind, but she definitely observed my nonverbal expression. What we think will show at all times, whether we know or not. And I want to share with you today a few things, I think is four more mindsets that will help you to understand whatever's on your mind, If it's good, you want to keep that on your mind. Whatever is on your mind, if it's not so good, you want to filter it through God's word so it will not be prevalent in your thinking going forward. The first thing is this. Our minds need constant maintenance. That is so true. I didn't know that long time ago, but in the last recent years, I've come to know that. Let me give you a couple examples and what I mean. If you don't get your vehicle service on a regular basis, like your tires rotated, oil change, radiator flushed, engine or cabin filter change, in a matter of time, your vehicle is going to break down. Now, sometimes when you're driving on a highway, (laughs) one of the reasons you see a vehicle (laughs) broke down is because probably the engine is seized up. Probably they did not keep up the maintenance because it costs. It does cost. If you're not a mechanic yourself or know a friendly mechanic that would do it for minimum cost, you got to take it somewhere to the dealership or to a shop on the corner or some person to make sure all these things are done on a regular basis at the right intervals. Listen to this. If you don't change the filter in your air conditioner, it will eventually break down. I know that's true. When I have the AC guy to come and service my AC at home, he tells me, the most important thing you can do for your AC unit is to make sure the filter is changed either every three months or every month. Depends on how much you use it. Depends on where you're home or house is located all of that is dependent upon that so you must change the filter in your air conditioner unit if not it's going to break down and it does tell me or another tip the AC guy gives us is that well put some uh, bleach in the drain line that will help it a whole lot better as well so I'm giving you a tip that some may not know Your mind needs to be maintained through the scripture. It is is written in the book of Romans. I love this particular passage. Romans chapter 12, it says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why is that? Our mind needs constant maintenance. Maintenance is vital. Why is that? Because sometimes our minds are sick by sin, from sin, because we live in a sinful world. I remember one principle in the gospel. Jesus said, I did not come for those that are well. I came for those that are sick. That was me. And I know it could be you as well. I needed help. I needed a physician, not My doctor that I go to on a regular basis every six months or once a year, I'm talking about the great physician. He has helped me to get well. Every day, I'm getting better and better than I were before. We live in a sin-sick world. Guess what? We cannot even trust sometimes the things we think. Jeremiah tells us in chapter 17, the heart, the mind is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked or sick who can understand it we can lie to ourselves and believe it and remember this that you must watch what you say because you are listening sometimes we think we're not in a place but inwardly we are in that place sometimes we think we don't have problems but we do sometimes we Try to fool ourselves and say, Oh, I'm all right. No, you're not all right. You need help. Sir, ma'am, I know you're listening. We all need help. And we need God's help. Because without Him, we can do nothing. That's what the Bible tells me. So I want you to know no matter what you do or what you have done, you need God's help. We can tell ourselves things are not as bad as they really are. Well, Tell yourself that, or we may tell ourselves that things are better than what they really are. Possible. We tell ourselves that we're doing okay when we're not doing okay. This is the beginning of not understanding what's on your mind or knowing how to deal with it. You got to be honest so you can get help. I think help is important. Spiritual help. You need that, right? Counseling. Sometimes we just need to humble ourselves and get the right people to give us the right advice so we can get the internal and the mental health that we need to go forward relationally, financially, physically, and emotionally. We need help. A principle tells me there is safety in the multitude of counselors. So that means that scripture is so powerful, it's in the book of Proverbs, and proverbs is a book of wisdom we need to ask ourselves some questions and we need to questions what we're thinking just because you get a thought it doesn't mean that that thought is the right way to think this is the reason why so many people have fallen to mental illness there's so many leaders business leaders actors athletes ceos people that are young, people that are old, red, yellow, black, white, all across the board, people have fallen into pride, and pride leads people to sin. You know why I know? Because the middle letter of pride is I. The middle letter of sin is I. When you feel like it's all about you and you're not uh, transparent with others, you can find yourself in a state of pride and you can find yourself falling into sin. That is what's on your mind at times. If it's not, I know it's on someone else's mind. Now, this is what the enemy does. The Bible said in John eight forty four, the enemy is the father of lies. Actually, it says Satan is the father of lies. And if he can get you to believe a lie, he can get you to be in a state of pridefulness and not willing to get help because we all need help. As you're just tuning in, I want you to know that whatever is on your mind, God cares about it. People are always constantly trying to check themselves. Hopefully. (laughs) Maybe they're not. (laughs) But I know this for sure. People are constantly trying to check someone else. It's amazing how they want to find out what somebody else is going through versus not deal with what they are going through. We know God cares about us. If we think we don't, then we can fall into pride and sin. We have to filter our thoughts through his word. Once we do that, God's word will not return void. If we say we have no sin, we deceive our own selves. And the truth is not in us. We deceive our own selves every time. There is a mindset called depraved a depraved mindset first Timothy talks about it it says they are conceited and understanding nothing this is first Timothy chapter 6 they have an unhealthy interest in the controversies and quarrels about words that result in envy strife maliciousness talk evil suspiciousness and constant friction between people of corrupt Minds who have been robbed of the truth and who think that godliness is a means of financial gain. But guess what? Godliness with contentment is great gain. These are people that are destitute of the truth. They're depraved from the truth. At one time, they had an acquaintance with the truth, but because of their rejection of the light, that means the truth, their rejection of God, the word because there is truth but there's absolute truth and i believe in absolute truth and then they have been deprived of the real truth the world would give you a truth but god is the truth jesus is the truth he's the way he's the truth and he is the life the bible has shared with us the truth will make us free if we continue in his word
1: Dr Jones is the pastor of Faith Community Church of God in Orange Park reaching a hurting world with the love of Jesus. We thank you for listening to Mind Matters and we encourage you to show support for the many community outreach ministries that Dr Jones and Faith Community Church tend to. You can give at Faith Community's website faithccop.org or just text money sign and the amount you want to give to 833 833- 435 That's eight three three four three five eight zero two two. 8022 We are blessed to be a blessing. Now let's get back to the program.
0: As I said just then, the truth will make us free. And guess what? If we continue in His word, we will be free indeed in our actions. That's what I believe indeed means, how you live. They thought that godliness is a means of gain. In this passage in the book of Timothy, you know, they was using their gift or using their vocation, you know, to have money, to gain money. But they didn't understand who gave them the gift because uh, they looked at their vocation as a money gaining craft, but had no real love for God or no real love for the truth. The scripture goes on to say from such people turn away. Because I do believe these things can be contagious. These are attitudes that can be very contagious if you don't know how to think for yourself, if you don't know how to critically think about what you're thinking about. There's a term in psychology called metacognition. That means think about what you're thinking about. And in this passage we got to understand money is not bad because money is not the root of all kinds of evil. Some people may think money is bad. We need money. Matter of fact, one scripture talks about money answereth all things. But as you continue in understanding the word and what God has really said about money, he said the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It'll take a person down a bad path and they will stay down that path when they have the love of money and they would do anything and they would say anything because of greed that's within their heart. A depraved mindset is a mindset that is not pursuing truth, but just thinking about themselves. That means they're selfish and they have selfish gain. Y'all know that's in our world, right? You can see it on TV. You can see it in social media. You can see it in the community. And sometimes you can see it in the workplace, how people are all about themselves. They're all about uh, talking about someone else, gossiping about someone else, so they can get ahead and somebody else can be behind them. That's not God's way, right? That's not God's best. You know, nobody we got to understand that you never want to primarily go after things in this world. They are temporary because they are subject to change at any moment. I love a principle in the book of Corinthians. It says this, therefore we do not lose heart though outwardly we are perishing yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day for our light and momentary affliction or troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we must fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary. But what is seen, uh, actually what is unseen is eternal. Wow, I think that's a word for eight billion people on the planet. (laughs) I don't know the latest, But they say seven or eight billion. Everybody needs to know how they need to have their eyes fixed. If not, a person can easily fall into a depraved mindset. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. Another principle tells us a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things that he possess. The next mindset I want to talk about is the blinded mind. The God of this age has blinded the mind's Of unbelievers, so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Satan is the culprit. Bottom line, he is here called in this world the God of this age, right? As the scripture just said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he has succeeded in putting a veil over the minds of people that don't believe, he would keep them in perpetual darkness. But if the light of the gospel of Christ shine on them, they might be saved. Now, I want you to look at this and listen to this example as well. In our physical universe, the sun is always shining. We do not always see it. But the reason for that is something has come between the sun and us. So it is the gospel, the light of the gospel that is always shining. God is always seeking to shine into the hearts of men and women. But Satan puts of many different barriers between unbelievers and God. It could be the cloud of pride or rebellion or self-righteousness. It could be any number of things that the enemy would try to put between unbelievers and God. They would say all Christians are hypocrite well that's a lie or all people in the church are hypocrites that's not true that's a lie of the enemy because he's the father of lies the goal of these hindrances is to stop the light of the gospel from shining in a blinded mind cannot see unless you and I that has the light can share it with them How we live? How are you living before people that don't know God? How are you conversating before people that don't know God at work, at home, in the community, at an uncommon place? Sometimes you can find yourself in places that you don't realize how you got there. One of the, the promises that I stand on is Psalms 37, I believe it's verse 23. It says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I know God directs my steps every day. And I actually pray that word and I speak that word because I am blessed. You are blessed to be a blessing. That's the blinded mind, right? I want to talk about the next mind is the preconditioned mind to misunderstand. I want to say it one more time so you really get it. There's a preconditioned mind to miss understand. According to building a better world, actually it's called building a better working world, I read that where Generation Z thinks that authenticity is the most important value for them, even beyond future plans and being rich. Well, I like to ask, when has inauthenticity? ever been in style authenticity is definitely an attractive quality so many people are proudly promoting their authenticity but don't realize what it really means you are not authentic until you can privately talk to God and publicly admit how imperfect you really can be authenticity begins when you start by admitting that you need God's help to get better and you don't need the world's help to make you worse because god's plan is for you to get better that means go from bad i've been bad but i want to be better then i want to get to the best place we all have blind spots as well they are on every latest vehicle and what i mean they are they have an indicator in the side view mirror on certain vehicles that they uh, purchase now, that dealers sell when another vehicle or something is too close an indicator light comes on to make sure you are aware that somebody is in your blind spot somebody may be to your left or your right and you're about to cross the lane and you look at that indicator and you know that you cannot move because if you do a wreck could happen because we all have blind spots, right? Sometimes I don't know what's around me and somebody can point it out. I remember <laughs> at times when I have something on my shoulder, uh, it could be something that I don't want to be there, Lent or a bug. Somebody that cares about me or my wife would kind of move it off. I said, thank you. Matter of fact, this past Sunday, as I was in church in service, uh, my... Uh, Collar was not perfect, and she straightened it up. Then, my tag was hanging out the back. Have you ever had a tag hanging out the back of your shirt or your back of your uh, uh, garment, and somebody else say, you don't want your tag showing? And she, because I couldn't see it, I called it a blind spot. So I told her, thank you. So many people are preconditioned in their mind to misunderstand. Now, blind spots are one thing. Some people have bald spots. <laughs> all right, I know that's not you, but some people have bald spots. <laughs> but guess what? We all have blind spots at one point or another. Now, we may not always tell the truth to ourselves that we have blind spots, but we do. So we must understand to think critically about where we are as it relates to what's on our mind. We can easily make a quick judgment. We can and may fall Notice to important details. We may not even notice important details because we just didn't see it. We all can have more background biases than we realize. Some people just have it and they come to that conclusion. Some people are quick to judge, just like a grasshopper. You know, grasshoppers are quick. If you get close to them, they just jump and jump. Some people got the grasshopper, judgment mentality they're just quick they just look at it look at you and judge you but they don't really know you god is the chief judge the bible talks about this in romans chapter 2 we get stuck in categories like are you this or that i don't know you and there's only three to five categories of life well we miss the big picture there's more than three to five categories sometimes people can put us in a category I don't fit in nobody's category, but God's. But one of the biggest reasons why you need not to believe everything you think is that we see what we want to see. Listen, well, you see what you really want to see. Do you know that? I read a lot, and I read something about the brain. And one of the things I learned recently is that the optic nerve, which is the only nerve that goes directly to your brain, sends more impulses from your brain forward than from your eye backward, which means your brain is telling you what you see. You are already preconditioned. That is why you can show three people the same picture and each of them will see something different. I want to remind you, your brain is the instrument of the mind. And as you think deeply, your brain will be trained or retrain to see life the way God wants you to see life, you will be able to see life through the lens of God's word. Here's another principle for you to know. Whatsoever things are true, honest, just, lovely, whatsoever things are admirable, a good report, if there's be anything praiseworthy in life, the things we think about we should think about these are the things we should think on whatever we have learned and received or heard from me and seen we got to put it into practice know that now the takeaways are this what's on your mind our mind needs constant maintenance programming that means we got to understand how to program our mind and reprogram our mind and we got to stay on top of it Some people have a depraved mind. That means they're blocking out living the truth of God daily. Some people have a blinded mind. They just don't know any better. A preconditioned mind to misunderstand. So that means we need to renew our mind to see God's way and to follow God's path. And we will find purpose for our life. And I'm so glad you have been with me today in understanding what's on your mind part two. Next week, we're going to address childhood trauma and adulthood drama. Believe me, you want to be with me next Sunday at 5 p.m. And I look forward to seeing you then.
1: Thanks for tuning into another episode of Mind Matters with Dr. J.A. Jones. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 5 p.m. right here on Praise 107.9 for more insightful discussion about how God's Word can get our minds right. You can also hear Dr. Jones preach in person Sundays at 11 a.m. at Faith Community Church of God at 1268 Gaino Avenue in Orange Park, Florida 32073.